I can't come here and die. I can't come here and lose. Got all this shit on my mind. Like, what the fuck I'm a day? Work ain't paid me in time. My baby just ripping my mood. No two, just cut off my line. Hi guys, welcome to the Echo Chamber. I'm Jade and I'm Ez. And today we're gonna talk about control. Control. Okay. What is one area that you struggle with? So in your life, what area would you say control is an issue? One area, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, three, three. Um, <laughs> Lucky three. I, I think I, I am coming to learn that I am a very controlling, not very, but I'm coming to learn that I'm a controlling person. And I am, I think that the main area control manifests with me is probably my relationship with my mum so I would put that at that top of the list Mm. um and then I think I just I think I control maybe it looks different for me in certain spaces so I think that I'm very like I'm a presence in a in a room or in a space I think I am I often control the direction of conversations for example be that in like social settings or um not always but often so if i'm comfortable or if i am if i choose to if i choose to say okay i want to engage socially often i will control that the direction of conversations and i think romantically But I think, yeah, as the episode goes on, we'll unpick that a little bit more because I don't think it always looks... The same. Yeah, I don't think I'm always... I don't think mm. it's straightforward as like, oh, romantically, I'm the more dominant one because that's not been my experience. Mm. But um, I do think that romantically, I have issues with control and wanted to control outcome. And yeah, how about you? I think that my issues with control manifest most in my relationships with people that I love a lot or that I tell myself that I love a lot and I think that um, I'm really perhaps considering that I don't know how to love people deeply outside of control yeah I don't know if I know how to love people deeply outside of controlling them and a lot of that control looks like attempting to control their outcomes, but also attempting to be of utility or beneficial to the people that I want to be really close to as well. I've grouped it in what I've said because I think that if we look at like reasons, like beliefs about self, beliefs about other people, it's like a minefield of different reasons why my control manifests with the people that I'm really close with or the people that I love a lot. If I'm just gonna be very brief and really group it, my control manifests mostly with the people that I'm really close with or would say that I am um, that I love a lot in my relationships with them. Could you flesh that out? Because when you say and I'm saying that I'm bare I'm proper like um, I'm definitely speaking for you here. <laughs> because when you say the people that you love a lot, mm-hmm. I, from my perspective, I don't know if that is an accurate description. Okay. Because I think there's lots of people that you love a lot mm-hmm. that that control doesn't necessarily... Okay, okay. Like, I think that I you can don't see... love them through control. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Or you're not controlling in, your, in like, how you love them or how you show love for them. I mm. think there's lots and lots of people that you love a lot that that's not the case for okay that's interesting and i think uh, one person automatically comes to mind that i can think of where um you're proper right with that and i think i have to go back and and dissect that one because i think even then the reason why i'm asking if you Mm. could unpick it because i think even then there's some level of like controlling how you control or who you could i think there's some level of saying that okay this is the category and like, I don't know if I don't know, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't know if it's as accurate as or as simple as that. Oh, people that I love a lot, I tend to like. Maybe I judge like, oh, as soon as you said that to me, there's one person that comes to mind that I think you're right. I love this person so, so much, but I don't 
have a tendency to control in that relationship with them. And I can't even imagine that ever manifesting in my relationship with them. I can't even think back because I've known them for such a long time. I can't even think back to any point in our relationship where that has manifested itself. But why? When I think about that relationship specifically, it's almost like maybe I can't really see their vulnerabilities or maybe in their vulnerabilities, I can't see myself. Whereas with some of the people that I love a lot and I have a tendency to control or attempt to control their outcomes, I can see myself in them. And Mm -hmm. so it's almost like a, it's almost an attempt to control my own outcomes, but via this person, like, yeah, my mum, my sisters, as even, yeah, my ex. Yeah, maybe I can see that like certain things in this person's world or yeah, certain things that are true for for the people that I've just mentioned, I can see myself in that. Um, And it's maybe like an inadvertent attempt to control my own outcomes more than it is an attempt to like get love. Mm. Yeah, man, I think it's interesting. So how this conversation came about and how we decided to kind of bring this to this platform was this lockdown has been just mad interesting. So um, Mm. this lockdown has just been mad interesting. And for me, living at home with my mum during this lockdown has brought up so much for me has been very challenging for me for many reasons and but so there's that there's that element of things um but then also I think I am doing a lot of work on myself um so I'm doing on average about two three hours on average about three hours a day meditation Mm. um praying intensely just spending time with myself, really doing a lot of that introspective healing work. I think originally the conversation between the two of us started from a situation that happened with you where I was kind of talking to you about control and Mm. where I could see Mm -hmm. that actually you're trying to control an outcome and that's not healthy. Mm -hmm. And then the way the universe works, that as soon as we had that conversation, I just started to see myself mm. and I started to see in myself like rather that like, you're chatting to Jade. And I think, fam, I think bare people would describe me as bare laid back. Mm. So I think people, I don't think that the term control or the word control would necessarily be something yeah. that is attributed, attributed to me. Yeah. People would generally describe me as quite laid back, quite like laissez faire. And I don't really care about a lot of things is the truth. So mm. I am, I, and there's a truth in that. There's a truth in that. But I think, as I always say, that there can be two truths in it. Yeah. There's not just one truth. So I think there is a truth in that I am this kind of laid back person that has got like no kind of fixed attachment to outcomes. I think that there's a truth in that. But I also think that there is, there are kind of parts of my character that are controlling and that are very fixed to kind of a fixed outcome. Um, and I attempt to kind of control the direction of things around me in my life so that they can kind of, yeah, get this, get the outcome in my head, basically. And even as I'm saying that, again, like, this, this I feel like this conversation is going to be a bit hippy-dippy, airy-fairy. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, is, which is fine, because that's what it is. But um, I think that even then there are, I'm not saying that that's right or wrong. So I can see the benefits of being able to actually say that this is the outcome that I want to achieve and working towards that in a way that achieves that. Do you know what I mean? I can see the benefits of that. But I think I'm seeing more and more the limitations of kind of being attached to an outcome. Mm. And I think in this context of this lockdown, government lockdown, quarantine, all of these kind of things, and there are so many things around me that I just can't control them. I can't mm. control that. Plans that I've had, mm. things that I wanted to do, like things that you I co- usually fam, do. Things that are common yeah. going to Tesco, I'm queuing mm. up. Do you know what I mean? Common mm. things that it's like, actually, I can't control as much as I plan and as much as I try to like work towards whatever goals I've set for myself, there is so much that is beyond me and bigger than me. And I just, I, I can't control anything but myself, really. Mm. 
Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I was just having a breakdown two A's on FaceTime. I think that if mine and Ez's like friendship was completely like cerebral, like if we spoke to each other completely like on a logical plane all of the time, the conversation would be so different. But I think that because that isn't the essence of our friendship, we were able to even, and I think that even at somebody looking, someone from outside looking in would even say, mm, that's a bit like, it lacks empathy or sympathy. Sometimes mm-hmm. the way that we speak to one another, because I I like, it was, I was bare crying. And it, that there was not even 30 seconds of like, don't cry, mm. like, no, I get you. It's just like, okay, no, so right, what we're seeing, like, what is the truth? What are we seeing, do you know what I mean? And uh, which is really interesting, is very, very interesting. When I was having this breakdown, it was very much like, okay, so no, like, what is this? Like, what is it? And it was my, what was coming up was like my tendency or need to control was being taken from under my feet. And I've experienced that already in this quarantine, in this lockdown situation, being uncertain plans, like, and that there's some very significant things that have been like on the table or in the works that is the pause button has been pressed very firmly for them. And it's almost like, even though I've not felt it emotionally, I think that there's a place in me that recognizes every, like you're not in control of anything right now. Mm-hmm. Everything is like in the air. Mm-hmm. So I feel almost like that day of like breaking down, there was a specific situation at home And it was almost like during this lockdown, I had sort of like had some semblance of control over the household and the workings of the household. And it's very interesting because there's a long history of like my my home life. If you listen to the mum's mental health episode, I think you will catch what I'm saying. But there's a long history of like, there needs to be certain things in place in the household. There needs to be certain things in place at home. And it felt very much in this lockdown, like because I was in some kind of control, things were working better at home. Like there was just certain things proper getting done that haven't been getting done for years. And that's because I don't necessarily have the time. And my mum is is technically head of the household. But um, on this particular day, it was just like the control was just swept from underneath me. And it was just difficult to to handle. And there was like, yeah, it was just difficult to handle. But it has forced me over these last couple of weeks to control the only thing that I can ever have control over in this life. And that's just myself. Mm -hmm. That's just me. And me as in like, what am I gonna feed myself? What am I gonna think? How am I gonna control my thoughts? What am I gonna do next? How am I gonna react? Like these are the very, very small basic things that I can control that I haven't had a handle on for a very, very long time. Um, And the shift that I've seen over the last couple of weeks in my life, in my output, in the things I've been doing. So it's manifested in like my eating, the things I've been eating, the things I've been feeding myself is manifested in like, my activity levels is manifested in creativity it's just it's been positive at the end of the day basically yeah it's very interesting because um the guy the guy Mm -hmm. the man in my life he always describes me as controlling Mm. and it used to grate at me Mm. because i i feel like of the close relationships that I have in my life, he's the only person, bar my mum, but, but even my mum, my mum wouldn't even use her mouth to say it because that's how much control there is in that relationship. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So she wouldn't even say that. She wouldn't use that. She wouldn't describe me as that. Mm. However, she definitely, I know she definitely feels that I'm controlling. But beyond, apart from that, I feel like he's the only person that um would describe me as controlling Mm. and it used to really really get to me because I didn't identify with that Mm. and I actually feel like in that relationship particularly I feel like I have attempted to work very hard to create space for that person to come with what they are coming with and me to come with what I'm coming with and kind of negotiate a middle ground I feel like 
in my head so again talking from a very like cerebral plane I've that's what I've done in it that's what I've attempted to do the reason why fam he's onto something in it he's been onto mm. something he's mm. not wrong he's definitely not wrong and I think it's taken a long time for me to see that even through my methods of trying to create a quote-unquote middle ground I'm still trying to control how that's done mm. I still have an idea and there's a thin line in it because I think there's a thin line between like I always think about like there's a thin line between allowing rubbish mm. do you know what I mean mm. so I think it's not in a relationship context or in a context of two people that are seeing each other or whatever it is there is one should have one's boundaries um however within those boundaries I can only control myself and I think over the past however long it has been with, with this person I feel like I have attempted to control their the way they engage with the relationship um and I've used so many different methods of doing that so I've come from the understanding point of view the, which is a form of manipulation of oh, okay cool I'm gonna understand I've come from the patient point of view of like oh so it doesn't always look like I need you to do and then sometimes I've come from that like I need you to be this person for me or I need you to behave in these ways and actually in that situation or in that scenario all I have the power to say is this is my expectation if you don't adhere to that or if you don't live up to that I then have a decision to make about what I do or where I position myself in relation to this whereas fighting and forcing you to squeeze into a version yeah or or manipulating you to squeeze into a version of yourself that I see or that I want that's controlling yeah it's so interesting because in tandem with this control thing that I'm essentially confronting um, I've also been doing an autopsy of my relationships with men um, and I'm currently at the point where I'm doing the autopsy of like the most significant relationship I've had with a man the most like long-term and significant relationship I've had with a particular man and um, it was really interesting it's interesting confronting this whilst doing that autopsy with him because uh, similarly he used to also use the word controlling when it came to me and um, for me it looked obviously it looks very different I was younger as well but um I used to get really angry when he used to say that I'm controlling because for me I used to think mm, maybe perhaps you can look at some of the things I say or the ways in which I behave as quote-unquote controlling but it's for your greater good mm-hmm. like in my head it was just like but it's for your greater good and in my situation it actually wasn't like this is the way I want you to treat me necessarily it was more this is the way that I would like for you to this is the way that I would like for you to treat yourself or behave towards yourself for better outcomes mm-hmm. but I say all of that to say that in this situation for like of me confronting my capacity to control I'm seeing the way that our spiritual selves interact with one another and the ways in which like he wasn't saying that you're controlling from a logical cerebral place yeah. it was spiritually he can see me he can feel do you know he, what I mean he feels he feels he felt he likely felt that what you're attempting to do yeah even even if you're not describing it in that way yeah and even when you go even going back to like what you just said about like you're doing it for him I think mm. I'm in a very similar place with my man in that I say my man he's not my man but your guy mm. the mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. I am in a very similar situation with them because in my head I think I know what you need to do to like, mm. do you know what I mean and I think mm. I feel like this is fam I've got fam I've, fam this is what you need to do in it yeah. this is what you need to do to achieve your highest greatest self everything you need this is what you need to do i've got it there in my head you just i know the li- blueprint yeah i've got the blueprint you just need to listen to me and you will have the happiest life however a part of that is in relation to them yeah a part of that is about you and that i love the person and i genuinely want them to have a fulfilled happy peaceful Mm. amazing life however the 
when I think about the version of yourself I am kind of attempting to walk you towards or support you to walk towards, it is very selfish. It is very much, and this is just me being so real. And because I know they don't listen to the pod, I don't care that I can talk freely. But um, it's very much about like, it's about it's a it's not so it's not consciously and again it's yeah, going yeah. on to the topic on to what you said about the spirit it's not in my head i've convinced myself that if this is what's good for you mm. but it's it's what's good for you in relation to me yeah yeah in relation to us yeah and i think someone that is like simply logical would would agree with me yeah you know i mean someone that is like simply like just looks at the world through like the, the intellect they would agree with me um and the things that i'm saying are not like on the surface they're not bad at all they're not it's not even like oh i like guys that um wear yeah shirts so i want you to no it's not that it's not do you know what i mean it's not superficial things like that it's it's things that again like they're not they're not bad for you mm. but i feel like his resistance is valid and i feel like his resi- i'm coming to learn that his resistance is one valid and two is coming from a place of he needs to make certain decisions for himself mm. and he needs to get to certain even if we get to the same place so even if he reaches the same conclusions that i've reached i feel that he needs to kind of he needs to be in control of himself mm. and get to that place i can just very much see myself back in that relationship because basically when i've been doing this relationship autopsy with guys i don't know what took me to do this but the first the first of all the one that i just decided to write about first was a boy from when i was like 14 13 14 years old and i literally wrote it was almost like prose i wrote like i wrote almost like i was writing a diary so i proper wrote about like our interactions how we happened upon one another how we got into this relationship and whatever so now doing that with my most significant long-term and long-term ex um who i'm speaking about here when i began to do that i could very much see how i had firstly only interacted in the logical in that relationship i almost completely ignored the spiritual and i um or intuitive and also what I did with that relationship was I, we, me and him were friends for a while. And I just was like, I almost made a very rational and logical decision that I was gonna help this guy. And we were gonna like skip off into the sunset as like whole wholesome beings that I, like I had helped him. And so mm-hmm. he loved me off the back of that mm-hmm. help. And I had changed his life and that was going to be the foundations of of our love that is just control that was me trying to control i was trying to control my own outcomes but through somebody else i wanted a relationship i wanted uh i wanted security in love in the context of love i wanted security i wanted to be assured and i felt like i had to work in order to get that and the work i told myself i had to do was to fix this person and logically because in the context of my ex with him it was the things that i was trying to do or help the outcomes that i was trying to bring to the fore for him logically these are the kind of things that any woman would probably want he was like very much involved in the roads and all of that sort of stuff so it's like controlling or a sort of trying to institute things that would ensure that you don't go to jail or ensure that you don't now pick up a knife or whatever logically yeah like of course do that but spiritually i knew you're trying to make this person something that they're not ready to be or that they're just not maybe they want to go to the jail they want to pick up the gun they would like they want to do these things do you mm-hmm. know what i mean and they're going to continue to do that until they are ready to not do it it's nothing to do with me yeah but also i think it's facilitating that in a sense where I'm trying to get my outcomes through you mm. doing the work on you as opposed to doing the work on myself is yeah. what I'm learning with this brother. Yeah. That actually there's I don't think outcomes. I could see that. I think Yeah, understandably. Yeah. And understandably so. So even this topic of control I think is a weird it's a weird topic. And I don't think it's one that like everyone will be able to understand or engage with why we're talking about this or what what we're talking about here and that's cool as well but i do think that there are people that maybe this might resonate with because i think it is i think most people even like there's so many different things i see it all the time like people are trying to control other people 
in order to get what they want yeah just look at yourself facial front so like yeah i've been having conversations a lot around like the rules of this lockdown and what people should and shouldn't be doing and we everybody in the world has knows what boris johnson has told us to do do you know what i mean everybody knows what the quote-unquote right thing to do is mm. um and i think we within that we can literally hope that everyone acts in accordance with those rules to mm-hmm. keep everybody safe and yada 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 however we can't control people's behaviors or outcomes or what that we don't know where people are coming from we don't know what what induces everybody's behaviors mm. do you know I mean? everyone's coming from a very different place and i think the more so taking it so when i look at like my relationship with my mum i think going into into that relationship and like with the guy one that one's a bit more it's a bit more quote unquote bad not bad but insidious. i think insidious um I, I i don't know i do know what that word means yeah but in oh. relation to this i don't know what you're saying like deep oh. down like so yeah because it's almost like I'm gonna be projecting a little bit here, but with your mum, it is more like you as a 27 year old woman don't necessarily look, or you're not controlling because you want your mum to like now parent you, basically, because mm-hmm. you're 27 years old. But with the guy, it is more self, it's more self serving, basically. It's more self serving, okay. it's more, yeah. I want you to be this for me. Whereas yeah. for your mum, I think yeah, yeah. You've literally, that's so that's the point mm. I was trying to make that I feel like with my mum I genuinely have told myself that it comes from a place of like love and wanting her to be a certain way for herself mm. however I do question a lot of my methods I do question a lot of like the lack of patience that I've got with my mum or mm. kindness that I sometimes have with her and I do think that like starting to question like how much of it is a manifestation of like anger because you've done things or yeah. failed to do things so it's like I can tell myself that oh like I don't want you to eat big portions of rice every day because it's not good for you you've got high blood pressure and da 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 um which is true that like, you do have do you know what I mean everything comes in is true however maybe the way like I'm delivering that lacks of kindness and the lack of patience it comes from somewhere do you mm. know what I mean and I'm starting to look at that where it mm. comes from um and maybe where I have I've felt like so with my mum it's interesting obviously in the mental health episode I I shared about my mum's um journey with my mum's journey with mental health so I feel that like I have had a caring responsibility for my mum which is a, obviously a, a not the quote-unquote normal relationship that daughters have with their yeah. mothers on some level I've needed to have some kind of like directive approach to how I handle and support my mum to be a healthy version of herself mm. but then I'd fam one has to be honest with oneself you know and I think when I get beneath the way that it manifests I think that there is there is like I can't divorce it from my anger Mm. I can't I can't say oh the way I interact with my mum is purely from a place of like oh I love you and I want the best for you I'm definitely bitter about certain things in my childhood I'm definitely I mean there's cert- there's definitely ways that that feeds into my interactions with her mm. being in like something that this lockdown has shown me as well is that I'm in a, I'm in a situation where I'm never at home okay. I'm ne- so since I've moved home which was some at some time last year or was it even yeah sometime last year since I've moved home I spend so much time outside of the household that I don't have to engage like it doesn't get to me because Mm. I don't have to engage with it Mm. and it's literally like I ignore that relationship or I ignore and that again like I always say things are not all always one thing so it's many many things happening at once here because me and my mum genuinely are very close and genuinely we're calling it she's calling it we get on with that there's a friendliness there's a love like there's there's that side to our relationship but then there is this kind of darker more difficult side that I don't explore mm. um, because I've got so many things to detract myself from doing that Whereas during this quarantine, I'm forced to look at, like, 
what that relationship looks like, what is healthy about it, what's not so healthy mm. about it. Um, and I'm seeing the way that control is co- like it's, it comes from me. So it's not even that, ah, oh, I can't even be oh, this relationship and that relationship and da 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 da. It is very much, it very much comes from me. And it, I think it feeds out and manifests very differently, but in every area of my mm. life because it is in, it's inside me. This yeah. need to like, this need to use something outside of myself mm. to validate something inside of me. Yeah. I'm, I, something, whatever it is that's outside of me, it needs to work. Mm. Like the, the job, it needs to, I need to bust a job or I need to, people need to read this article or people need to like, they need to, whatever it is outside of me, my mum needs to listen to me and get better. Mm. My man needs to be this version of himself so that I can kind of, my redemption is through that, through that yeah. external working. And I think this lockdown is really showing me that nah man, fam, the only way to like free myself and really kind of be the version of myself that I want to be and have the absolve and all of that all the rede- all of that is going to come mm. through controlling my own outcomes mm. my own behaviors and even then surrendering so i think for me the control looks the controlling my life looks like surrendering surrendering to the universe surrendering to the powers that be that are bigger than me that guide me um and enable me to kind of walk in alignment with my purpose You said some very, very deep things still. <laughs> You've proper made me think so much about um, our conversation about Christianity, when we were talking about Christianity. I think that for a lot of my life, I have felt like things happen have happened unto me, that I haven't had control over my life, my outcomes and whatever, as a child, specifically and particularly. And that has been like because of because of bare things, because of like my dad's stuff, because of the levels of poverty maybe that we lived with. But I remember as a teenager, my granny, she said to me, you will surely go to heaven if you help someone in this life. Mm. Yeah. There were so many things that she said to me that really molded the way that I interacted with the world mm-hmm. like for a very long time and I think because of how much I revere her in my mind I've never questioned or challenged anything that she's ever told me so there are things that have ruled me for a lot of my 20s that are basically based off of things that my granny have told me mm-hmm. so this thing about you will surely go to heaven if you save somebody in this life yeah definitely was like a corner, like something that I stood on when I got into a relationship with my ex. And it was almost like I sought out somebody to save. And I made a decision, a logical decision that I'm gonna save him, basically. And it was almost like my life has been out of control and I've I've not, I've not had control over my life. And a lot of that lack of control has almost manifested as negative outcomes. So, and like the levels of like brokenness or poverty like the levels of worry like the grief and the loss and all of these things that have happened like that have proper been my reality or my family's reality all of that is worldly because heaven is sure basically Mm. and it's almost like i'm trying to ensure that heaven is the destination and i try to ensure that through my ex um and these last few years of my life have been an unraveling of those beliefs those things that have ruled my life and i think in the beginning of my journey in the last few years after breaking up with my ex i think i've proper been on a fuck christianity thing because the narrative is toxic or what I've turned Christianity into in my own mind has been very, very toxic for me personally. Um, And it's very interesting that I think in this lockdown particularly, I've had to also confront the fuck Christianity thing. Cause it's like, 
several truths exist together in it and it's not fuck christianity it's not fuck christianity it's fuck what you have constructed christianity to be jade in your own mind it's it's fluidity it's change it's it's you're still learning it, <laughs> i hope that you guys can even dissect no it's mad because i know that we're talking we talk like this isn't it yeah. so i feel like I really know that there's some people, I'm even thinking about Owen. Owen would be like, what the fuck are you not talking about? <laughs> like, what are you not talking about? Um, and I know, yeah, that there's some people this is just not, I get it, I hear you. Don't worry, we'll be back with new content next episode, it's fine. <laughs> but for now, I do think it's a very important conversation. How I am regaining control of myself and in everything that you've said that like, I can very much that relate and resonate it resonates with me the idea of like li- essentially not all religions or my interpretation of religion was that this thing this this institution this whatever this is is gonna control my outcome if I adhere to the rules of this mm-hmm. thing I will get to heaven, I will get whatever it is, do you know what I mean? The peace, the everything it is. If I stick to these rules or if I, not even the rules, if I surrender to this thing, then I'm gonna get what I need to, to be whatever I need to be or whatever it is. Whereas I think since my views on faith and religion have evolved and changed, I'm very much in a place of like, I can give myself through the grace of like a higher source I do believe in a higher source but I can give myself every single thing that I am looking for if I work towards it Mm. and sometimes that work is standing still and allowing and accepting I think acceptance so I'm doing the um 20 I'm on day 19 of the 21 days of of abundance Abundance challenge with Deepak Chopra um, and it has really been transformative for me for so many reasons. But um, I think the main message that I've got from it, from for me, has been one of just so, that accepting, that acceptance, and that acceptance being necessary to elevate to whatever level you need to or you want to be at spiritually. Um, and also, I was I go to a I attend a chakra meditation. Um, most Fridays um with a friend of mine on your on your Zion it's amazing um and on Friday gone she said something and some I you know sometimes someone's talking they don't know what they're saying mm. so I know that she wasn't I know that that like, this wasn't the message so I know that like anyone that was at that meditation this probably wasn't the thing that they took mm-hmm. away from she, the bigger thing of what she was saying but she said let go of your commitment to judgment and it hit a different part of my spirit because I feel like I am so I want I've judged the outcome I want it it must go like this it must I am so like and I'm I'm like a dog with a bone when I want something that's it I want it to be like that I want it to manifest like this and da 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 I don't even think there's anything wrong with that so I feel like when you're manifest again it's not a right and wrong thing I think when you're manifesting it's good to be clear on what exactly what you want or what you perceive however I think the only way to gain those things is to accept and surrender to where you are so it's like living in living in the now and that like with the like the medicine abundance challenge that I've been doing, lots of different things in my life at the moment are just coming back to as you have to like accept accept that you can't do work today. So accept that your plan was to wake up, do work, do whatever whatever it is, but do you know what? You're that like, you're not there, you're not able to do the work. Accept that this person is behaving like a beep 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 in like that's how you're perceiving their behavior except that that's how they're going to behave no matter how many conference calls emails mediations whatever you is that you want to to get out of this person this is the behavior that they're bringing Mm. to you where do you position yourself in Mm. relation to that accept that your mum wants to eat poundy jam four times today Mm. (laughs) accept accept that this is the so it's not it's not even saying don't try to work to work towards a, a something new but it starts with accepting 
this is what it is. Mm. You can't control what it is. Mm -hmm. You can only control yourself and your reactions in relation to what it is. Mm -hmm. And I think the acceptance part comes first. And I'm very much that. I'm very, very, very grateful because this period has been so difficult for me for so many reasons. Mm. But it's also been one where I am accepting like the reality of the fact that it's humbled me like Mm. there's only so much I can control in my life there's only so much I can control yeah fam there's only so much that I can Mm. literally do to control how how I navigate the world and that's that's all I can do everything else what Jay's doing what my mates are doing what my mum's doing what my auntie's doing what the guy in my life is doing whatever everyone's doing is what they're doing Mm. and where i position myself in relation to that is the only thing i can control i think something that you said um hit a bit of a nerve in that um i have always had a real intense fear of like making the bone something like being the most recognized writer or making that bone getting attaining a phd or making that bone attaining a first class degree like all of these things i've been too fearful of not attaining them Mm -hmm. so i've not been like i've not gone after them with the same force that i've gone after attempting to control people um or attempting to control other people's outcomes i haven't gone at it with the same force or speed or whatever I think as well something else that you were saying about anger being like what has been what is present in like some of your tendency to control or has been present in like the way that you've interacted with control and how it's manifested in your relationship with your mum I think that I can very much see that my it's very much my inner child that's in the driver's seat of like this mm-hmm. control thing so for me it's like I just want safety and security and like to know like I think all I think that security is very is a very important component of parenting children to like know that your mum's gonna be at home to know that your mum loves you to know that you're gonna be fed to know that like your needs are gonna be met basically um and I think that of course like my needs were not necessarily met as a child and I think that that inner child whose needs were, <coughs> weren't met is is now using their adult self to get their needs to be met in and it comes up as con- being controlling i just have to um confront what i need to do to repair it my inner child i need to confront the fact that i need to learn to self-soothe my inner child must trust adult jade mm-hmm. to meet their needs and what have you whatever it's not going to come from manipulating your mum mm-hmm. to be the mother that you needed her to be to meet your needs when you were six years old do you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, but yeah yeah it's... man if the, that reminds me of a meditation that I did a couple of weeks back and I had a visualisation of my adult self in conversation with my inner child and it was almost like they were at war fam mm. they were not they were at war and I could see it I could see my adult me and this inner child just battling and i just felt god really clearly saying you then you don't need to work together you don't need to work together to get the outcomes that you want it's not gonna work Mm. and i think the the inner child thing is a very good it's a very like important point because as an adult as a very intelligent adult that i consider myself to be Mm. I can proper dress that up. I can dress up inner child behaviour. Or I can when when it's my inner child that's leading, I can dress it up in a way that Make will logical. look logical, will look like adult. Uh, do you know what I mean? Mm. I will come and do, do you know what I mean, stanza and bullet point email yeah. expressing and explaining da 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 da. Whereas actually it comes back to my inner child doesn't feel safe or secure or my inner child is being a bit of a brat right now and wants their own way and isn't able to accept that actually what they want is not is not gonna they're not gonna get what they want 
It's so mad because I feel like um, my confrontation of like my issues with my inner child came up in a meditation um, that my therapist led. And we were talking about my ex at the time. We went into a very, very deep meditation and in the visualization, what she was um, guiding me to do was to imagine myself and my inner child in a in a bubble floating. And in the meditation, what was coming up was me and my inner child in this bubble floating above the cul-de-sac that my ex lived in. So we're in this bubble and down like below us is the cul-de-sac that he lived in that a lot of our relationship, like that was where our relationship took place, a lot of it, many years of it. And my adult self was sat back completely not triggered like just didn't care about this place mm-hmm. um it didn't evoke much emo any emotion or memories yes but not emotions my inner child was at the like was at the bubble hands out crying and just so emotional about this place because of all of the feelings that it triggered and evoked and all of the memories that were connected and it just confirmed for me that in that relationship it was my inner child led that entire relationship. My inner child needed that relationship. My inner child was at the focal point of everything that that relationship was supposed to represent for me. My inner child believed that that was the security, that was the healing, that was the parenting that that it had missed. Um, But also on some level, there's a truth in that. Yeah, and it's true. So it's not even like, oh, there's a truth in that. And when I look at like, my past either previous intimate relationships or pre it's not even just intimate relationships previous relationships that i have been in or entertained in my life in that moment in time obviously you, you're getting so i'm getting something from it that's yeah. why i'm in it do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i think now what i'm learning to do and through this conversation around control i'm learning to give them things to myself yeah. like give yeah. it to myself like try to give it to myself where I can't give it to myself acknowledge that raw what is it that's holding me back from giving myself the security the love the like whatever it is that I'm looking for externally to validate me that can work in conjunction with Ez wants to be the best writer in the mm-hmm. world or Ez wants to have a million pounds or Ez wants to wants to a mad do you know what I mean so it's not me now saying oh I'm now gonna because I'm surrendering to the universe and whatever God's plan is for me I'm not gonna work towards my mm-hmm. goals no it's just understanding the place that that work is coming from and accepting accepting like my power within certain things so what power do I have like, can I actually work towards getting the yard? I can. All right, cool. Work towards getting the yard. If I if in my work towards getting the yard, I get made redundant and that's completely out of my control, do I die? No, mm. because that is, I mean, fam, there's so many things happening at once and it's just being aware of all of that, just being aware of the kind of that holistic approach to achieving what I want to achieve for myself being aware of where in myself it comes from. So I've really steered away from using right and wrong, bad and good to mm. talk. So if there is nothing quote unquote wrong with the inner child that wasn't parented wanting somewhere secure and safe, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. That doesn't necessarily need fixing or healing or whatever, do you know what I mean? However, I do need to know that that's where that's coming from. Yeah. And that will inform how I'm moving, how I'm navigating, what I'm doing next. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, how much of that, how much responsibility you then decide to take. Mm-hmm. So I can't, I can't put that responsibility in somebody else's hands. Someone else is not wrong for not running to now take responsibility mm-hmm. for that. Do you know what I mean? It's, um. I proper feel like there have been several shifts in in the past couple of years for me my life my journey myself journey my relationship with self sorry and this has been this one that's happened taking place during this quarantine has been another one for the books yeah man yeah for real i agree similar at the beginning of quarantine i'm actually going to write about this i believe i want to anyway i intend Mm. on writing about this but at the beginning of quarantine i experienced an extreme and deep depressive period it was the deepest one i've had in a long long time Mm. 
and it didn't make sense from a logical standpoint it probably didn't make sense from a like intellectual i'd been good i was good i was fine i'd got back from vietnam i'd had the surprise party for mm. chisholm and myself you know i mean I, I was in a good place everything was good um but it's almost like from a spiritual standpoint i sensed something was coming um I, I sensed, and like we were already, Corona was already, do you know what I mean? I wasn't taking, I personally wasn't taking it seriously mm. at all. I remember even like when I was in Vietnam, obviously I went to Vietnam for my birthday, that's the beginning of March. I remember going to Vietnam and thinking, well, oh, ah, people are taking this thing, like, mm. why are people, like, everyone tweeting about it or talking about, oh, like, how you go into Vietnam? And I genuinely did not take it seriously, which is interesting to look at now. But anyway, I. It's almost like I I could sense something was coming and had absorbed that or intuitively just knew something was on the way and didn't want to do this work. Yeah. Avoided doing this work. Wanted to like bust out before I could do this work. So got into this kind of dark, 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 dark place. But even then I think it is it was I think what what I was struggling with was surrendering to what was to come. And I know, I really know how kind of abstract and airy-fairy this must sound, but hopefully someone listening is catching what I'm saying. But, um, yeah, surrendering to what was to come, surrendering to the the world as we know it has changed. Like, it's the world before this experience is not going to be the world after number mm, one it can't be and number two i don't want it to be like mm. i want i want there are certain changes that that i've gained momentum mm. through this experience to actually say what okay what on the topic of control what can i control what mm. do i want do i want to be doing this job do i want to be with these friends do i want to be going to the club on the weekends not that i was doing that before but do i want to be drinking as much as i'm drinking what do i want to be eating how do I want to dress? Like simple things, very very simple things. This quarantine period has forced me to confront for myself. Yeah, definitely your spirit of rebellion as well is. Mm. I was writing, I was journaling, very recently, a couple of days ago, and what I ended on was um because so I had a therapy session earlier on in the week. My therapist was very much um encouraging me to like when I'm journaling, just write. Mm-hmm. Don't think about it, just write don't try and construct it just right mm-hmm. and um so i think i've been attempting to adopt that but anyway uh one of my latest entries into my journal i am um, finished on the work is my refuge the work is my refuge like the doing the work is my safe place and because via the work i un- i come to understand myself i come mm-hmm. to see myself i come to tell myself the truth um and there is safety and validation and there's the things I need in doing the work mm-hmm. and I just have to continue to I just have to diligently do the work that's the only thing I can do mm-hmm. yeah literally fam mm. but yeah that's a good note to yeah. end on anyway I was gonna say that you dumb I'm the one you don't say your own note is a good note to end on if me doesn't mean to say oh that's a good note to end on Anyway, I need to go and weed in the scary toilet. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs>